It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Fowler finds Ford. Ford starts to straight forward. Caitlin Ford's in the area. Caitlin Ford's! It's Caitlin Ford for Australia. Cooney Cross squares it. Fowler inside the box. One way, the other. Stabs it forward. Van Egmont's in there. Has to turn. Russell! How good was that? Welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio. Don't forget to shop winter at TKD and don't forget the Matildas. They'll be playing in Brisbane on Saturday. They will play the winner of the round of 16 game between France and Morocco. And I think Jenna McCormick's going to be calling that game tonight. She's on the line. I wonder if she has any voice left after that effort by the Matildas last night. Jenna, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. No, the, the voice is... The voice is okay, actually. A little rusty. <laughs> How did you watch the game, Jenna, last night? Um, I was with a couple of friends, actually, at um, at a pub. So, um, you know, it was a good turnout there and some good vibes. So, um, yeah, but what a performance, hey? Um, through to the quarterfinals, equaling our best record, uh, a performance at a World Cup. Um, and, yeah, we really, we really showed that we were... Um, a team that sort of deserves to be um, going deep into the tournament. Yeah, let's get the important details out of the way first. Which pub were you at? I was at um, the... I'm in Perth, so I'm not really... I'm not a local, but I think it was the Victoria pub. Oh, okay, yep, yep. That good, might be... Good, out in, out, yeah. in, out in Vic Park, is that right? Or the one... Yes, yes. Yes, the Victoria Park Hotel. Yes, very nice pub. Yes, that one. So how good was it? How good was our performance uh, last night against Denmark? Look, it was really good. Um, I spoke to um, Peter earlier yesterday and we spoke about some of the things that they um, struggle with a little bit and some of the things that they're really good at um, and some of the things that I mentioned that I thought that they struggled with um, last night they did really well and that was being really clinical in the final third um, and it was really evident um, in that in that Emily Van Egmont Holy Razzo goal where in other previous games that we've seen or perhaps like over the last couple of years we, we might have seen we might have seen Emily try and turn and shoot and score that herself but um, she just laid it off really nicely that's game awareness that's smartness. Um, that's team play um, to let somebody else in a better position score a goal. And that's what I feel like we've been lacking a little bit over the last, yeah, as I said, the last couple of years. Um, but last night it was really clinical. Um, and, you know, Denmark also performed really well as well. They came out um, probably on top for the first 25 minutes, um, moved the ball around really well um, and created some dangerous chances and they had some good pressure as well. But um, it was the Aussies who stood tall and defended in a really good block, was really calm as well in their build-up um, and in their defensive actions and, and got the job done in the end. So it was a really well-round team performance. It was. That through ball from Mary Fowler that put Caitlin Ford into space, that's as good a through ball 
as you're going to see, I reckon. In, like, I cover the AFL, obviously, and in AFL terms, Denmark was squeezing up and squeezing in and getting field position on us and getting us under a lot of pressure. And just to see the opportunity and then to execute the ball so it, she got outside of the defence and she put forward goal side of the defence without getting caught offside, I thought was unbelievable precision and unbelievable vision. How, how good was it from where you saw it? Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. It was a fantastic ball. Um, just to turn um, onto the left foot, you know, weak foot, and thread that ball through, um, just in perfect distance of the Danish defender, so she couldn't she couldn't get it um, and lead Caitlin into that fabulous run. It was immaculate um, and technically perfect. Um, and you know, we have to remember she's only 20 years old, Mary Fowler. She is. Still, um, you know, she's the youngest in the team. And for her to be playing the way that she is and starting these games, she's playing beyond her years. Um, and she's doing very, very well. Um, and, you know, probably there'll be a lot of teams, you know, um, trying to get her signature after this World Cup, I think, and wanting her to play um, a, a big role at their club. So um, she's, she's doing amazing. Why does she wear gloves on her hands, Jenna. Is that a superstition thing or a habit thing? Why is it? I saw her um, do an interview the other day on this um, and there was a couple of options uh, and I'm not quite sure what the actual reason is, but it's either really cold or she's looking after her nails. She, she doesn't want to get wrecked. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll have to find out exactly why, but um, it's becoming a bit of a trademark thing, isn't it? Tell us about Caitlin Ford. I and mean, we all talk about Sam Kerr. We, we, we see her as the superstar. But Caitlin Ford, superstar in her own right. And her performances down the left side in the last two games have really been game-changing for the Matildas, haven't they? They certainly have. Um, and this this whole Sam Kerr injury, I can't play thing, has really allowed other people time in the spotlight and time to shine. And that's exactly what someone like Caitlin Ford has done. She's so quick and her touches are so um, tight that she can basically cut you one way and cut, then cut you the other. And she's really, really difficult to defend. And she's shone in these first um, four games um, quite just quite remarkably really she's she's been playing really well for Arsenal but she's also um you know I feel like at times she's struggled to take that club form into into um national team form and she certainly had no issues with that um this time around and she's been playing really strong um confident football as you mentioned there on the left hand side and um, rightly and deservedly got that goal, um, that initial goal last night. And um, just to hear the crowd um, roar when she scored that goal and get into it, it must have just been uh, an unforgettable feeling um, to score that first goal um, in this really important game. And, yeah, she deserves it because she's been playing really well. Were you worried by the start? Denmark were very aggressive and assertive at the start. They did get field position on the Matildas and it looked like the Matildas on occasions in the first 20 minutes panicked a little bit and were just trying to sort of hold on and hold them out. Did, did it concern you? Um, oh, look, it did. It, um, you know, they, they came out, as mentioned, they came out really attacking. Um, they didn't want to allow any time for our defenders on the ball um, and, and pressed us really high. And that was a moment where I thought, oh, this could be... Uh, an interesting game because if, if if one of those pressured moments from Denmark turned into a goal, 
uh, we could have been talking about a different result because that first goal in the first 15 minutes can really change a game. Um, and they, that's what they wanted. That's what their game plan was to go out there and score early and score first. Um, but um, it was a really good response from the Matildas and from the likes of um, Alana Kennedy, Claire Hunt and Mackenzie Arnold just in that sort of central defensive area. Um, just everything that they did was really calm on the ball. If they couldn't go forward, they turned back and tried to keep it. And if they were under pressure, they went long to try and clear and relieve some of that pressure. So um, I, I think they played, yeah, a really good defensive game uh, as well in build-up. Um, but, yeah, it, the, when you could sort of see in that second half of the first half, the change in, from Denmark in just Australia getting the ascendancy a little bit and um, sort of overcoming their game plan. You could you could see that we um, were controlling the game a bit more and that's when people probably sort of started to feel like, okay, um, you know, we're back on level terms here and um, we're doing really well and a goal is going to come soon. Yeah, it was kind of like the change in mentality, wasn't it? Uh, the first 20 minutes was... Matilda's defending, Denmark attacking, and then suddenly the the ball comes from Fowler to Ford, and then Denmark had to think, oh, if we attack too much, they can do that, and uh, and that yeah. changed that changed the balance and the way the game was played. Did you see uh, what you needed to see from Sam Kerr when she came on the field? The way she moved, are you confident that she's able to play a meaningful role in this World Cup? I absolutely think that she um, will play a big role. Look, I think coming back from a calf injury and starting her would have been would have been a risk in itself. But there was a lot that were calling for her to start because it was a dual die game, and you know she's our number one striker, and all of those reasons that go with that. But coming back from an injury straight into a high intense, high pressure game isn't always like a great idea so I think it was really well managed to bring her on um, when we were already you know 2-0 up um, just to get her that feeling get her sprinting a little bit get her um, you know up to game tempo because you just you just don't get that in training and although it was 10 minutes I think that will be sort of enough for her just to get her her bearings on um, the next game and, and sort of what kind of pressures and movements will, will come with that. And I think she did well um, well enough in that 10 minutes. It's really hard to get into the game um, when you're only on there for 10 minutes and sort of at the end of the game, it can be quite difficult for substitutes. But what she would have been focusing on herself was just making those runs, um, getting in those good positions. Whenever she did touch the ball, she needed to pass you know, make those passes stick 100%. So those would have been her goals um, coming on. And, yeah, I think she, she certainly ticked them. And, um, you know, now she'll be looking at a potential starting spot. But when we look at the team and, and how good they've performed over the last two games unchanged, what's Tony going to do? Is he going to change it or is he going to keep it with those girls who have been doing the job first and foremost as essentially a reward of playing really well um, you know, I, I, I would also think that that's a possibility as well, going in unchanged. Yeah, I would have thought that maybe just um, leave her on the bench and bring her on earlier and give her more game time uh, might, might yeah. be the way to go and just gradually ease her into so that the if you do get past the winner of France versus Morocco, you can you can then start her in a semi-final. That, that to me, would be probably the best way to do it um, because if you look at the weapon that she is, you can almost maximise the effect of that weapon if you bring her on against defenders that are slightly tired, can't you? 
absolutely um and yeah that's 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 probably um a good way to to think of it really um and these don't forget that these defenders usually in all of these teams have already played four full games some have played extra time and penalties now in this round of 16 so there's tired legs out there there's probably some niggles out there so um yeah you would probably think that coming on in that second half is an advantage to come on against fatigue defenders but it's also an advantage to have a run from the start and and try and score early. So whichever way Tony looks at it, um, it's going to be a hard decision, I think. England's Lauren James got a red card last night against Nigeria. What does that mean for them and the potential semi-final matchup if for Australia, Australia gets past the winner of France versus Morocco? Yeah, it was um, seemed like a bit of a brain fade, a bit of a. Um, a silly moment from her, to be honest. She knew exactly what she was doing. She knows that there's VAR and cameras watching every move. So I was a little disappointed to see that because she's yeah been amazing for England um, and has scored some great goals against China in the group stage. So um, they'll really feel that loss, I think, of Lauren James. And um, but yeah, that means she's suspended for at least one game. Um, and potentially upon review further games, depending on how sort of uh, big FIFA thinks the decision is and and, it's, and that it should be banned for, for more games. But, um, yeah, look, I, I think if we... So if we beat France or Morocco, yes, then we will come up against um, England. So um, it will it will be a tough game. Um, and But, you know, really, I think the, the thing we need to talk about is the France or Morocco game and... And we'll find out their opponents tonight, and and yeah, that's a huge hurdle that they get, have to get over before they even think about coming up against England. So um, it's going to be a very interesting final eight, uh, and further on in this competition. And I've and I've been loving every minute of this um, tournament here, down under and across in New Zealand. It's been fabulous. You're calling the game tonight, I believe, Morocco and France. Yes, yes, calling it tonight. Who do you think wins that, Jenna? Look, I think I think France, you have to say, will will probably win this game. Um, however, Morocco's been one of the best teams that I've seen come in this year. Um, and they have a lot of strength in their defence and they play the ball around really, really nicely. And France have been pretty inconsistent this tournament. Um, so that's their Achilles heel. Just their, They haven't found their consistency yet in this tournament and I think a team with absolutely nothing to lose, complete underdogs in this game, never been to the round of 16 knockouts they will come into this game obviously with a different mindset, with a nothing to lose mindset let's go all in here we can beat France and show the world you know, that the African teams can, can come in and play a significant role in tournaments like this um, I'll be surprised if they do win, but I think that they can they can score. So I probably think France will be able to win this 3-1. Jenna, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Good luck with the call tonight and uh, all the best to the Matildas. Certainly they've got the attention of Australia. The nation is behind them and uh, hopefully there's three more games to come yet. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Go the Matildas. Jenna McCormack, uh, what do you think? You can have your say on the temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736. You can call us on the open line on 13 12 55. We'll be back after the break.